Thank you for joining us today. This is Respect Life Radio. My name is Deacon Jeff Bennett with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Denver. And I have Sarah Alkayali, the principal who just started her first year. But before we get into what's going on there, I just wanted to get a little bit of the background because you were a teacher, right? right? Right before becoming principal. So yeah. how was that transition? Yeah, so I was a um, teacher and assistant principal at Blessed Sacrament Catholic School in the Archdiocese of Denver for the last... Um, I was teaching there for 11 years and then assistant principal for three years. Okay. And then um, before becoming the principal at Prasadi, but... Um, Importantly, also, I'm in the Remick Leadership Program at the um, at Notre Dame through the Alliance for Catholic Education, and that's been a big part of of getting me into the principal role and and training me as a Catholic leader in education. So, how different is it being a principal versus a teacher? Well, there are all the administrative duties, but in many ways, it's the same because we like to think of ourselves as lead learners in our building. And so um, I, I am teaching every day. I teach, I'm, I still am working with students and, and building relationships with, with students and teachers and parents. And so, so in many ways, I'm still in that same role uh, as, a, as an educator as I was before as a teacher. So if a teacher doesn't show up, <laughs> and you're there, and you can't get a sub. Do you go into the classroom and teach? Is oh. that, did that have to happen this year? You know, it hasn't happened yet this year, but, okay. but we did some finagling to make it work. You know, flu season hit kind of hard. But yeah. um, but teachers all work really well together to help each other out in those situations. And I love being with the kids. You know, you know, I'll bring in – I love to read to them. I'm an animated reader. I was a speech coach for many years. So um, it's a lot of fun, and I enjoy being in the classroom. Well, and I guess you probably don't know the difference since this is the first time being a principal, but I would think starting a new school would be challenging – uh, as opposed to coming into a school that's already established? I think both have a separate set of challenges, but one of the important things that I, I feel really blessed by is that we get to build our culture and not have to change a culture. So um, starting fresh with, with students and parents and teachers who have never been there before and really articulating out who are we as Frasati Catholic Academy and, and being very intentional about that instead of having to undo maybe some some cultural habits in a school that, that needed to go away. That, that may be harder. I'm not sure. But um, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you're not quite the K through eight yet, right? What did you start off with? We have three year olds through sixth graders this year. Okay. And um, actually, we'll be adding a, a, a going up to seventh grade and then culminating in eighth grade by our third year. But um, we'll be, so yeah, we're a preschool three year old through eighth grade Catholic school. Okay, and you're located in North Glen. No, we're in Thornton. 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 Yeah, okay. It's close to North All right. Glen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it is pretty close. Uh, I guess I was thinking uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary and the yeah. tie there. Because I know in, it's in, only in about a quarter of a mile from Immaculate Heart of Mary Parish. Yeah. Um, and so. How many students do you have there right now? We have 161 students right now, and um, but we're really excited because we have 215 enrollees for next year. But we're wow, also that's pro- a huge increase. I know. Actually, no, we're projecting 240, which will okay. be a 33% increase from this year to next. And is there a goal of how many students you'd like to have in the school? Yeah, over the next five years, we're projecting to have upwards of 450 students. That'd be so, one of the larger yeah. Catholic schools mm-hmm. in the diocese, for right? Archdiocese. Yeah. Um, so has anything surprised you this first year about being principal? Well, I think every day presents its own surprises, but I guess um, 
I'll, I'll share a little backstory of this and why it led to my surprise. So um, because we're not a parish school, we're a regional school, so we serve multiple parishes from, a, from around our area. And um, as a result, we don't have our own church, we, but we do have a chapel. We do have the Blessed Sacrament there in the school 24 hours a day every day, which is a beautiful thing. Um, but, and we also ha- share the worship space with a new parish that's formed out in that area, St. John Paul II um, And it takes quite a bit of time on Thursday to set up for our Friday morning masses. And so we leave it up in, the, in what we call our chapel teria. We leave the mass seating. And I've been there. Up. Yeah, it's a really nice space. <laughs> um, uh, it's so that it's ready to go for Sunday mass. Because setting up the altar and everything is a little bit of an ordeal, which which we're okay with sure. because we enjoy setting up for that. Um, but it did present uh, uh, the issue of what do we do on Fridays for lunch because um, there is Christ in the altar, and it may not be the best thing to allow kids to be rambunctious for their lunches on Fridays. So um, we came up with the solution that we would we would just – name it that the kids would be having Friday lunch with Jesus and that they really needed to be reverent and it was an opportunity to to have lunch with Jesus and um, be be meditative and have a silent lunch and I thought oh I don't know if this is going to go over very well the kids are from, going from to... three year olds to <laughs> sixth graders yes yeah um, and the teachers I, I we rolled it out with the teachers and I said you know you eat lunch with them the first time to kind of establish those norms and and show those expectations and then we'll just have to see where it goes, thinking that we would have to be be really strict with them and punish them if they weren't doing it right, you know. But as a beautiful surprise, the kids took to it so wonderfully, and and they 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 really um, were joyful about wow, that's right, we're going to have lunch, and there's Jesus, and and we get to genuflect before him before we go out for a recess, and um, so anyway, um, it, it was a beautiful surprise to us that they that they took so much joy in it, and then about last week, maybe a week before, I was taking a prospective family for a tour and I had stopped by in one of the um, second grader second grade classes with one of the second grade students and, and I asked so what is your favorite thing about coming to Frasati Catholic Academy and she said well on Fridays we get to have lunch with Jesus <laughs> and so you couldn't I, have planned that any better <laughs> could you so I was just so overwhelmed by how um, how the kids just they they, they have a true belief and understanding about right. about Jesus being in the Eucharist and and that is because of the the teaching that the teachers are doing and also just that that there is that joy and love there for Christ in our school and it's evident every day but Well I mean that's a that's a great story and I think maybe it segues into if somebody's listening here today and their kids are going to public school uh, they may not even be aware, but Planned Parenthood's pumping money in there you got a transgender issue with them pumping money in there. Why, why should they send their kids to Frasati Catholic Academy? And how does the faith, and I think you just touched on it, but even outside of lunch, how does faith just permeate through that school? Well, you said it right. I mean, everything that we do is rooted in us as um, Catholics and rooted in Christ. And so uh, the most important reason to send your chi- child to a Catholic school is because you're formed in the faith and, and um, you're there where Christ is 
put central. And literally in our building, Christ is in the center where, yeah, where our and chapel is. And I've is. been there. It's a yeah. perfect location. So, um, But um, everything that we do begins and ends with our faith. So um, you can feel it when you walk, walk through the school, the kids, how they treat each other, the way they talk to each other, the way all of the, the adults in the building talk to each other. We put prayer first. Um, we, we work with the Bible every day and read it and also do Lectio Divina. Um, we're doing the daily readings. And, and when I was there, I'll just cut you off because I yeah. remember the kids, and it may have been fifth graders, we're going through the halls saying the rosary in Latin. Yeah, we do do that. It's it's really awesome. So the kids transition between classes, and they they can do recitations or they can pray. But one of their favorite things to do in the fifth grade is either to sing or to or to pray the rosary in Latin as they transition. And and they chose to do that. It was like, oh, let, let's let's review our our states and capitals and say, no, can we say the rosary instead? <laughs> How do you say no to that? <laughs> I, I know. And we all just kind of look at each other as grown-ups and the giggle, like, are, are they serious? Yes, they are. Let's do that. So in some ways, you know, the, the teachers are leading the students, but but also the students are leading us um, because they, they've they embraced that. They're, they are the true witnesses, and um, it's just beautiful to see the, the way the culture is developing at our school. And I've experienced the joy. I remember the first time we came and I met you, uh, there were kids walking down the hall all dressed up. W- one little girl, I think, had a putter, and I'm like, what the heck? And you said, it's our 100th day, and they're dressing like 100-year-olds. That's right. <laughs> it was the funniest thing. And they cute. were so serious. But she had that putter upside down, and that was her cane. And uh, But you can just feel the joy. And I know we, we came and did a pizza party because your school participated at the March for Life in January. Uh, so we need more people to participate. But it was great to have your school there. But just watching them and the pizza and the joy and the happy in that same – space that you were talking about earlier. Oh, yeah. This was not on a Friday. Mm-hmm. Uh, in our chapel teria. In yep. your chapel teria. <laughs> I like that. Uh, it was just it was just really encouraging to just feel that joy that's in the school. Yeah. I mean I can't imagine a prospective parent going there and thinking, eh I mean, that's the type of environment you would want your kids to learn. That's right. And I'm glad you brought up the the um, march, the Celebrate Life march. Um, did you see our balloons by chance? Uh, I thought everybody would have that idea of, of well, let's I gather did. They were, they the were the purple ones? The purple and yes. yellow balloons. And it worked out perfectly because we were all able to gather together. But um, uh, I had so many parents afterwards say, thank you so much for, for being down there and, and making that a priority because um, that's, that's just one of those important things. Uh, with with our community is that we celebrate life every day. We we are um, announcing birthdays and we'll announce new babies being born and we we cheer and we we give hugs to each other in our morning assembly when there are those kinds of celebrations, just to create that culture of life from those early years with kids, so that they see that that life is a true gift and it's not a burden. It's not something that that we have to oh no, there's another baby coming. But instead, to to be joyful and excited that there's another new life here that God has blessed us with. And we, we, the parents were very excited to be celebrating together at the Celebrate Life March. Well, and it's great to see parents and kids together because one of the things that we, as we've gone to other schools is the question has been raised to us, can you help us get parents more engaged? Oh, yeah. And one of the things we need to remember is that as parents, the first promise we make in the baptismal rite is to be their primary teacher. The schools help, obviously, Mm -hmm. and need to fortify that, but that doesn't mean parents can abdicate 
and rely totally on the school, it needs to work in tandem. So do you do stuff with parents as well to help form them? Yeah, we do. And we have um, this first year, we've had a parent education night series where we've brought parents in for, for different things. We've had three so far this year. Next next year, we plan more. Um, one And one of them was um, we had Father uh, Daniel Chuchi give his presentation on how to talk to kids about bad stuff on the internet. Oh, yeah. And um, that was really good. Uh, parent, parents said they got a lot out of that, that it was an awesome presentation. And um, we'll be working with him next year for another education series with the parents. Um, and then also we had an event on on teaching parents what is classical education and, and what is Catholic classical education. So um, those are just some ways we bring parents in. But um, like you said, that uh, it, it's got to be – they it's have to – it's a team That's effort. Right. And they have to make that, that step too. So sometimes parents aren't as engaged in, in um, what we find in Catholic education. And I saw this at my former school, but I saw that this year in our, in our new school, that the school by catechizing the, the child is actually forming the family in many cases. So, so because at school we're living our Catholic faith day in and day out and, and, and almost every minute of the day, they go home and they start bringing those practices into the home and it's enriching the family. So, um, you know, kids will go home and say, say, I'm supposed to pray three rosaries tonight. Will you, will you help me? Will you pray with me, Mom? And parents will come tell me anecdotally that, that you know, thank you for, for making that a practice because it has become a habit in our home, and that has deepened our, our life, as a, our faith life as a family. Um, and also, actually, we, we had a, a mom join the church at the Easter Vigil this year. Oh, neat. Yeah, it was really great. I, I remember meeting her last July when, when she enrolled her daughter. They had just moved um, back to Colorado after, being, after living away. And she said, she said yeah, I don't know. We're, we're not really into the, into the faith, but we know it's a good education, so we're enrolling our daughter. And, and I, of course, smiled on the inside and said, you know, well, we're, we're really glad to welcome you into the Frasati family. Well, um, her daughter asked to be baptized, and I also remember the mom kind of chuckling about it, being like, oh, yeah, we're going to go along with this. This is what she wants, and so fine. We'll do it for her because she wants it. Um, but then being surprised, hearing you know, back in February perhaps that she too was being was joining the church at the Easter Vigil, and and so and the, the amount of joy that that the daughter had brought into her heart through her um, leap of faith into the faith, and then her and then the mom saying yes to that and and joining the church too. So so Catholic schools by forming students in the faith really do lead the, the kids lead the family and it brings it's infectious to, it is yeah it which is, is it's great that's a great story mm-hmm. great to hear that so you're listening to respect life radio we have sarah alkaali from Fursati catholic academy with us the principal uh talking about all the great things that are going on there especially in year one i mean geez you set a pretty high bar <laughs> I know. For the first year. Uh, thank you. And actually, it's 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 really exciting because um, when you walk walk around our school, it, uh, many people don't realize that we are in our first year. And then and when we I say wouldn't, that, I wouldn't have. 
Yeah, and, and that's just a testament to the, the work that the intentional work that the teachers and staff have put into making sure that we know how to behave, we know how to operate as a school. Like we, in the very beginning, those were the most important things that we have to, day in and day out. What do we want it to look like? How, how are we going to um, behave and, and run in our routines and procedures? Um, and then the other important thing is we had to establish our Catholic identity first and foremost. So um, so people, people don't really realize that we've only just been there one year. They say, oh, it feels like you've been here for many, many years. Yeah, one thing that I was just thinking of as we were talking uh, that's different than the other schools, because you're a new school, you have kids who've probably never gone to school together with each other. That's right. You know, in other schools, they probably started maybe in kindergarten and worked their way up and may have been in the same class all eight years. Right. How yeah. is that different? Yeah, they did. They were they were coming from all over different neighborhood schools in the public schools. Over eighty five percent of our kids had never been in Catholic education before. They, oh this wow! Was their I didn't first time that. in a Catholic school, and so uh, a few kids did come over from other Catholic schools because they actually live closer to our school. So they were driving across town to go to different Catholic schools. So you're right. We we they were all brand new kids on the first day of school, rather than just one or two, um, and that was that was a true gift too because mm-hmm. we we were able to. Rather than saying, "Oh, I'm I'm from so and so," and they bring in that identity, no, we started out with our own unique identity as Frasati Catholic Academy. We're all in this together, um, and that that actually leads into something, some other work that we did with establishing our root beliefs. So, so some of the things that we did early on was uh, learn more about Blessed Pierre Giorgio Frasati and who he was and who he is in heaven and what what are the, some of those those um, things that he did while he was on earth that we could that could inform our behavior. Behaviors as, right. as you can emulate, yeah. That's right. So, um, so we we came up with one of the very first things which helped us to build our identity is that we are kind and we put others' needs before our own, because that is what Frasati did in serving others. And so, so we have a whole list of, of nine root beliefs that we recite every day that that now inform and and have all year long informed how, how we behave and this is what we do. We are a family in Christ, and and that is in part because we used Frasati as, as inspiration for how to how to be for little Frasatis at our school. Well, which makes sense. Well, I mean, why name yourself after yeah. somebody and then ignore it? That's right. I mean, you know, use the fruits of that person's life. Yep, we have, then, have embraced that. Yeah, that's so great. We say that a lot. Well, we aim to we, we aim for the heights and everything that we do, and we try to be little Frasatis. <laughs> <laughs> and the kids say it. But, you that's know, the, and they'll be on the playground and they'll come whisper to me and they'll say they'll say Miss A. They'll, they'll they'll share something that another student did. Oh, well, well, so and so was. I saw him picking up trash on the playground. Ground. And the the reason they'll whisper that to me not is not tattling. They're, they're they're actually yeah. They, well, yeah, because in our morning assembly, I share out those celebrations oh, good. that are evidence of them acting like little Frasadis. So, but I'll never do it if they're coming to say, "Guess what I did." Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Self promotion <laughs> so, would so not be something always, to learned, highlight. Yeah, they've learned to come and tell me things mm-hmm. that others have been doing, um, so that we can celebrate that together. One of the things that you said was really interesting that I didn't realize that 85% came from public schools. Mm -hmm. Of your growth, is that by and large mostly kids that haven't been in Catholic school also? It's all kids who have never been in Catholic school before. Wow. 
When they decided to open the school, they knew that there was a great demand and need for Catholic education, or they hoped so, because of the, the large parishes nearby. Um, but it has been a big leap of faith for families, because um, being that they had never been in Catholic school or private school before, they don't really know how Catholic schools work. <laughs> and and also, they were going into this unknown of, oh, it's a brand new school. I'm not sure if it's going to be excellent yet. Um, so, so it's been just constantly building relationships with families at a one-on-one level to um, help educate them on what we are, who we are, what we're going to be, and, and selling that vision in the beginning. So, so our, our founding families really did have to make a, have to make a leap of faith into the unknown um, to say yes to Catholic education. But now it's it's really exciting. It's almost an easier task because we're able to say to parents, prospective families, here's who we are, right. and this is how beautiful of a community this is. And you really should be here too with your with your children and offering this Catholic education for your for your child. We all pretty much took that leap of faith, we right? I did. mean, having a new school, yeah. being a new print, being a first time mm-hmm. principal, <laughs> uh, having to put a staff together, yeah. and really having that vision is critical. And you know, having yeah. that focus on Christ. Because if we don't have that as our foundation, we don't deserve to be successful. And it sounds like, wow, I mean, this. But you know, families, they they stop me and they say, say, first, thank you for everything that you all are doing because the teachers are doing such beautiful work with the students. But also, they'll share that same thing. Like, we didn't know and we were so afraid, but we just trusted God and said, you know, God will provide. We don't know how we'll afford it or we don't don't know how we'll be able to drive over, you know, drive our kids to school every day because we don't have a bus anymore. Um, but, But that also leads up to another important thing that I would like everyone to know is that we this year have had a variable tuition schedule, and we're we're implementing the the same adjusted tuition rates that that the other archdiocesan schools are for next year. Yeah, Elias and talked so, about that. Yeah. yeah, and so what that means is that if a, a family f- f- submits the application, then it's a, just uploading their tax information and their income and expenses, that they actually get a customized rate that that is set to. Um, what the family can contribute to Catholic education. So um, it really is a way to make Catholic education affordable for every family who is interested in providing that for their child. That's been a big obstacle, really, Mm -hmm. for a lot of families. Um, But as we see schools become way more secular and teaching things, you know, kind of out of bounds, I mean, you can't afford to have your kid's head be filled with those lies— Mm-hmm. Because this is their formative years. Yeah, they need to be in an in an environment where everybody believes in Christ. We we practice the practices of the, of the church. We're teaching the truth about children, about humanity, and God's plan for us, about forming souls and preparation for heaven. I mean, it's in- important to give them the the tools that they need for high school, college, careers, but, but we're also teaching them about vocation, listening to the call that, that what is it that God intends for your life, and, tra- and training those students in that kind of ways of, to of listening. To be attentive to the voice of Christ. Yeah, that's right. So, um, and, and especially with, with the truths about our bodies and, and, and you know, I, issues of identity, gender identity, this, yeah. I, this, these lies that our, our secular society are telling our children. Well, we're actually telling them the truth about these things, so um, it's important. And maybe the only place they hear the truth, right? If you're watching TV Oftentimes. or if you're whatever you're mm-hmm. doing, that may be the only place you're going to hear the mm-hmm. truth, hopefully from mom and dad and then from the school so it gets reinforced. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned vocations. It would be interesting, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, if you could track 
How many vocations came from for Saudi Catholic? Oh, I know. I would love to do that. So we have two little girls actually in our third grade who have said out loud that they they want to go and and become sisters. And part of that, I think, is because, um, one, well, we talk about vocation. That's part of our vocabulary, right? Right. But um, the third grade this year, their their, um, year-long study in science was mammals. And so they've studied every kind of mammal that there is. But then they were going to go on a field trip. And the, the teacher said, well, well, should I take them to the zoo? And I said, I said, why don't you do something out of the box that's also lined up with our faith? I said, there is this beautiful place, the Abbey of St. Walburga, oh, yeah, and they have there. animals. And and she, her eyes got really big, and she said, oh, what a great idea. And so so we sent the kids. They went on almost a retreat, actually, because it was they're 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 going to this spiritual place. Oh yeah. And they went. That's to a visit. lot farther than the zoo. So I yeah, know. you get to spend more. Well, time. they spent yeah. a longer day, yeah. and they visited the animals, yeah. There were cows and yama and um, chickens and ducks. Those aren't the ant- mammals, but they visited the, the animals that were there. But they also got to visit with the sisters who who prayed with them, danced with them. They went to the ch- service in the chapel. They heard the, the sisters singing. And the, the kids haven't talked once about the, the yamas, <laughs> <laughs> who, that what they have been talking right. about that was a lasting uh, experience that they had on that retreat was being with the sisters at the Abbey of St. Walburga. Yeah, so. I mean, so giving them that experience mm-hmm. is huge. I mean, to be open to a religious vocation. Mm-hmm. My daughter's a sister, a nun, and uh, you know, in second grade, she knew that's kind of what yeah. she wanted to be. Yeah. But because she saw them, it makes a huge difference. And we have great vocations here in the diocese from the Dominicans to the Sisters of Life to, I mean, we just have a lot of the Carmelites. So yeah. it's great to have that witness. And since we are, don't have any sisters at our school, I, I told the teachers, well, you, we're going to go to them. So yeah. <laughs> come. Sisters of Life will come. Just they ask will them. Come. They'll come. That's yeah. right. No. That's right. They're um. traveling band. <laughs> yeah. So, no, we love that. It's very beautiful. And I agree with you. That would be great to track that. So we'll be. Yeah. Just because parishes do yeah. and different, you know, colleges yeah. do. It'd be just and I wouldn't be s- surprised with, with just the faithfulness of, the, of our students. Well, but that's the fruit you would hope, mm-hmm. right? The Holy Spirit does all the work, but we that's have right. to be open to let Him use us to mm-hmm. do and plan and, and set up an environment where people are open to that mm-hmm. and know that Christ is the center, because everywhere else they're not going to hear that. No, that's right. Um, well, it's just fantastic to hear all the great things that are going on at Thank Versati you. Catholic Academy. Our guest is Sarah Al-Kayali. Uh, just the principal, I mean, it's been great to have gone to the school, to see it, uh, to have your students participate in the Celebrate Life March, um, just to hear about all the faith-filled things. And really, it, you got to go visit it, because it is that joy that the kids have. It's actually, I mean, it's infectious. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, one of the other things that we, we haven't talked a lot about yet, there's just so much to talk about, and thank, thank you for having me to do this, but um, uh, we are a classical academy, and so, like you said, you you, you got to hear the kids um, reciting their Latin, their prayers in Latin, but it's important to know that, that we start teaching Latin for our kids beginning in second grade as part of their formal studies um, because we practice our religion every day. We teach Catholic theology in our, in our schedule as well. Um, 
Um, but you can learn more about our school at our website at goforstudy.org and see all of the ways that we translate the classical approach to and our And can somebody lesson. schedule a tour? How do they schedule a tour? Just right go on online? Right on our website. Okay. There's, a, there's a button first thing, schedule a tour, and it comes that, that request comes right to me, and we'll call you and set up a day for you to come in and visit with us. Well, thank you. So. It's exciting to have uh, Forsati Catholic Academy and, all the, and hear all the great things that they're doing. And thank you, Sarah, for all the great work you're doing. All right. Thank you. All right. God bless. Thank you. You too.